Last week I spent five days walking the Camino del Norte de Bilbao. The route is full of tough terrain, with mountains and slippery paths throughout. Like my journey. This blog is a long one. Prepare yourself. Me taking a well-earned rest after coming over Mount Avril and finally seeing Bilbao. Basque Country The area of Spain that this walk goes through is in the Basque region. This historic area sits next to the French border, but has its own culture independent of France and Spain. The people in the Basque Country are very proud of their heritage. This is made clear through frequent displays of their local flag and colors, multiple museums and exhibitions about Basque tradition, and many graffiti pieces asking for independence for the Basque people. The Basque people have their own language, which is nothing like Spanish or French, it actually predates them. It is lots of Z's, K's, and X's, and I cannot pronounce any of it. Many people seem to farm local produce, and animals seem to be a key part of the culture. Everywhere I went on my walk, I was never far from a donkey, goat or horse. This links quite nicely with the area's great reputation for food. The Basque have their own style of cuisine, and especially well-known are pincho. These are small snacks, the size of canopes, available in bars most of the day. This is useful to know, as you cannot access a main meal during siesta time. The Basque clearly love their food. I went to one bar and asked for a menu for some quick lunch, and they just began to bring me out huge dishes one after another. Bean slash sausage stew. Bread. Gammon and potatoes. Bread. Fruity pudding. Fruit. I had to look up the Spanish for please stop, I am full. The chef looked disappointed in me. The mountain trails. There are so many mountains in this area, and I was really grateful for my walking sticks to help get up them. The paths are a mix of road, track and uneven rocky slopes. The scenery is gorgeous, with lots of screensaver-worthy backdrops, and pretty streams and waterfalls. Many mountains have villages, as in three houses, at the top, and small towns in the bottom of the valleys. I think it is really important to take it slow during the ascents and descents. It is not worth rushing and hurting yourself by losing your footing or pulling your knee. I started to get a hiker's knee after a few days and strapped my leg up with K-tape. This really helped, but lots of breaks are also essential. 5-day-old strapped up knee. When heading over a mountain before Le Sama, I actually met a local lady who was selling snacks to passing pilgrims from her driveway. For a euro, she gave me mandarins, and a slice of chocolate Swiss roll. She also let me sit on her porch and enjoy the views whilst we chatted in Spanish. I really enjoyed this little interaction. The only negative was that she got me excited and told me my destination was only 3 kilometers away on flat terrain. It was 8 kilometers and not flat at all. I was cursing her a little on my ascent for misleading me. I am past it now though, and all is forgiven. Mountain maths is very confusing. There were many occasions when I thought I was nearly there but I was not. For example, on one day, the map said I was 4 kilometers from my accommodation. I thought, great, I can walk 5 kilometers per hour, less than an hour to go. Nope. It was 2.5 hours walk away, but only 15 minutes by car. I was pissed. And confused. My calculations were not taking into account, the elevation, and terrain. It was 4 kilometers, but on the other side of the mountain. Cars could drive through a tunnel going though the mountain. This makes calculating the duration of your walk really hard. I generally have added at least an hour to each estimate I make. Forests of Autumn Colors 
The forests I wandered through were really beautiful because of all the colors. I much prefer the forest floor underfoot, more dry and bouncy, plus kicking big orange leaves is fun, it was really tranquil and there was the odd shack which I imagine a few pilgrims have made camp in. I have met quite a few people who are camping even in the wet November weather. A highlight for me was seeing a group of vultures flying really close to me on the trail. They probably thought I would be easy pickings. It hasn't all been sweetness and light. The rain in the last few days to Bilbao was relentless. The poncho has been out but it is a pain because you need help to put it over your backpack. The rain has made my socks wet. Equaling blisters. I was managing to avoid them until my shoes started getting too wet. Some paths are so uneven, that they take ages to navigate carefully. They are also really slippery. Toilets and other facilities can be very far away at times. This is a positive and a negative, because it is nice to feel in a remote location, but it does lead to wheeze in the woods. Tricky to do when you have a huge backpack on. Keep leaning forward ladies. Special highlights on the walk. Seeing the flesh. When I got to Zumaya, I decided to follow a different track for a little bit. I did this so that I could see a special rock formation in the cliffs they're called Fleisch. It is a type of erosion that creates straight lines in the rocks. Very strange, but cool. The downside was that to rejoin my path, I had to walk up the cliffside. After lots of rain, it was basically a mudslide, and very scary. I had to be really careful, and it took ages. I would probably not recommend doing this if it has been raining a lot. Monastery and Day of the Dead On part of the trail, you pass through a beautiful monastery. Pilgrims can actually sleep here with the monks for a donation. I didn't sleep here, but I did take the mass which was lovely and rejuvenating. I happened to be passing on the Day of the Dead or All Saints Day. This is the day after Halloween. While some Spaniards are starting to trick or treat and do the American Halloween, it is mostly not done in Spain. They do celebrate the life of their loved ones though. Many people bring flowers and other offerings to the graves of their loved ones, and the day is a bank holiday. This did make finding food a bit tricky, as most places were shut. I spent my day eating buttered bread from my backpack. Guernica Guernica is a town on the walk that is full of character and clearly proud of the Basque culture. It has quite a few monuments related to well-known Basque figures from history, and two museums. I would have liked to spend another night here, but I had to move on to the next section of the walk. Apparently this town is a stop on many guided tours from Bilbao though, if you want the highlight reel on a quick trip. Bilbao Reaching Bilbao was a great milestone for me. I felt soggy and more tired than I was before the walk, but also stronger and more confident. Bilbao is a huge city, with a lot to see but I only had two nights, and the first night, I basically went into a coma. It poured during my whole visit, but determined, I stuck some carrier bags in my shoes and went out to explore. Guggenheim Museum The Guggenheim is a landmark attraction for Bilbao, and is what most people think of when they imagine the city. The museum is for contemporary art, and the architecture of the building itself is unique. It is located on the riverside, a little past the center. I'm not very big on contemporary art, I prefer traditional portrait paintings, but once I reached the museum to see the outside, I was soaked. I wanted to dry off, and I was also curious, so I wandered in, squelching as I went. The cost for the museum was 15 euros, which I thought was pretty steep, more than I have paid for most attractions on my journey so far. The building is spectacularly designed, and the rooms inside are huge, 
with thankfully lots of places to sit. I think the art was lost on me though. I had no idea what I was looking at most of the time. At one point, I saw a canvas that was almost completely black and thought this seems like easy money. These thoughts were even more solidified when I saw a big piece of paper that I think had been folded into a paper airplane and unfolded again, so now just flattened creases. I am probably not a good judge of these works to be fair, and there were plenty of people taking their time to look and discuss what they saw. There were two pieces I liked. One of what looked like a mushroom that was coming out of the canvas. That was cool. One of the reasons that I walked up to the museum in the first place, was to see a giant puppy made of flowers. I was wandering around for 30 minutes following my Google Maps to try and find it. Getting more and more annoyed as it was raining, and I was confused. I finally realized that the puppy was covered in scaffolding I had been circling it. Apparently they were swapping out the flowers, so I guess it is wrapped up often, which is a shame. Casco Viejo, Old Town The old town in Bilbao is home to many narrow streets, and the cathedral dedicated to Santiago, St. James. Due to this, it turned out that it was free admission for pilgrims, smiley face, I still paid 2 euros for an audio guide, which was useful to explain the artwork and architecture. The building is Basque Gothic, and has three naves which is unusual to me. I also visited the Basilica of Burgos which is on top of the hill up literally hundreds of steps. I walked to the top of these in the rain, then I saw the elevator, hot face, triumphant face. I really liked the style in the Basilica, and the atmosphere was really calm. I would recommend a visit, on your way into Bilbao, to avoid going up the steps. San Juan de Castelo Gox I decided that on the last morning of my stay in Bilbao, I would take a bus, for only 2 euros and 50 cents each way, to Bacchio, and walk the steep 30-minute trek to San Juan de Castelo Gox. This is unique location, as an island off the coast connected by a stone bridge, and topped with a hermitage building. It is also Dragonstone from Game of Thrones. Another one off my got list, white check mark, white check mark, white check mark. The past week has been tough. I have walked through about 26 villages and towns and walked over at least 6 mountains with over 10 kilograms on my back. The views have been amazing though and I can feel myself getting stronger. Physically, and mentally. Now I just need to decide if I should keep walking or take a few more days off. The weather will get wetter and colder, but I am due for some days of flat terrain, which should be a welcome relief. What do you think?